Welcome. You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, this is Martin Grote with an article from a December-January 2022 issue of Forbes magazine, America's premier business magazine, brought to you by Airs LA. This article is on page 45, Boys in the Bubble. Startups are supposed to specialize, but open seas of founders thrived by building a wide open market for creating and trading all manner of NFTs, whether art, music, or gaming. Now that they're centi-millionaires and poised to become billionaires, they have other worries. Competitors, fraudsters, and the next crypto crash. By Jeff Coughlin. In March 2020, as COVID-19 began to spread, OpenSea founders Devin Finzer and Alex Atala held a gut-check phone call. Their five-person startup had built a platform on which users could create, buy, and sell all sorts of non-fungible tokens, NFTs, computer files used to track ownership of unique digital assets like art and music on a ledger known as a blockchain. Yet 26 months after going live, they had just 4,000 active users doing $1.1 million in transactions a month, which translates, given OpenSea's 2.5% sales commission, to a paltry $28,000 in monthly revenue. The NFT market had a dead feeling, recalls CTO Atala, who conducted his side of the call from the basement of his parents' Colorado home, where he had gone to work as New York locked down. Ominously, Rare Bits, a direct and better funded competitor, had just announced it was folding. The pair set a do-or-die goal of doubling business by the end of the year, and met it in September. Finally, in February 2021, the NFT market roused from hibernation and went crazy. In July, OpenSea processed $350 million in NFT trades. That same month, in a round led by Andreessen Horowitz, it raised $100 million in venture capital at a $1.5 billion valuation. In August, as NFT hype and FOMO reached a fever pitch, volume spiked tenfold to $3.4 billion, an $85 million commission windfall for OpenSea in a month when it likely burned less than $5 million on expenses. Although transactions have since retreated to around $2 billion a month, the platform now has 1.8 million active users and a dominant share of the market. It's up to 70 employees and is scouting for dozens more, including much-needed customer service reps. Recently, there's been talk of another round of venture investment at a valuation that could reach $10 billion. With a 19% ownership stake each, CEO Finzer... 31, and Atala, a 2022 Forbes Under 30 honoree, 29, are centimillionaires on the cusp of becoming crypto's newest billionaires. Yet Atala was humble as he chatted in November at a restaurant in New York's kitschy new Margaritaville Resort Times Square, sitting near its 32-foot Statue of Liberty replica, which hoists a cocktail instead of a torch. He was there for the third annual NFT NYC convention, which boasted 5,500 registrants with 3,000 on the waiting list. 
Young enthusiasts prowled the hotel wearing bored ape yacht club sweatshirts, a tribute to a collection of 10,000 simian NFTs whose owners treated as a social club as much as a collectible or investment. You might say humility was at the heart of Finzer and Atala's successful strategy. Some advisors had urged them to specialize in an NFT niche, say art, gaming, or music, but they opted to build a category-agnostic platform because they didn't think they were prescient enough to predict which NFT types would catch on. Beyond casting a wide net, Finzer says, OpenSea has thrived simply by being in the right place at the right time and listening to users about what they want. The platform tracks NFTs on Ethereum and other blockchains, and all purchases are made in crypto. Sellers can opt for a fixed price or auction format. Artists can reserve a percentage of each resale price. Ultimately, Finzer sees the NFT ownership verification model working for anything from concert tickets to real estate. He's just not sure what will succeed when. I've always had a pretty gray view of the future, he says. Despite its sudden success, OpenSea faces big and varied risks, from fraud and another NFT market bust to new competition. In October, Coinbase, the nation's largest crypto exchange and an original investor in OpenSea, announced it will launch its own NFT peer-to-peer -peer marketplace. Within weeks, Coinbase had 2.5 million signups for its waiting list, and CEO Brian Armstrong was predicting the new business could be as big or bigger than its core crypto trading business. OpenSea's open market approach heightens the risk of counterfeits, scams, and fraud. Just ask Amazon or eBay. For example, a scammer can copy an image of someone else's art and sell it as an NFT on OpenSea. Finzer says the site is working on an automated way to spot fakes and has moderators who investigate suspicious offerings. Still, people can present problems too. In September, Finzer requested the resignation of OpenSea's head of product after Twitter users discovered a crypto wallet linked to that executive was buying NFTs shortly before they appeared on the price-moving OpenSea homepage. In other words, he was allegedly front-running his own employer's decisions. While they come across as humble, OpenSea's founders are hardly low on ambition. Raised in the Bay Area by a physician mom and a software engineer dad, Finzer said he was devastated to be rejected by Harvard, Stanford, Princeton, and Yale. He settled for Brown. After a short stint as a Pinterest software engineer, he co-founded his first startup, Claim Dog, in 2015 and sold it to Credit Karma a year later. As a kid, Atala, the Colorado-born son of Iranian immigrants, made spreadsheets to compare the attributes of everything from birds to browsers. After graduating from Stanford, he worked as a programmer before teaming up with Finzer. In January 2018, they entered the Y Combinator Startup Accelerator with an idea for paying users crypto to share their Wi-Fi hotspots. But at that point, CryptoKitties, the cartoonish virtual cats whose ownership records were digitally inscribed on the Ethereum blockchain, had captured the public imagination. It was the first time people who didn't really care about crypto were suddenly getting interested in it for reasons other than flipping a coin. I thought that was really powerful, Atala says. 
They quickly pivoted to open sea and later moved their operation in New York City. Much like Beanie Babies, their cloth and stuffing ancestors, Crypto Kitties turned out to be duds as investment-grade collectibles. The supply was too great to make most of them worth much. After spiking in early 2018, interest in both crypto and NFTs went into hibernation. What awakened the market in early 2021 wasn't open seas doing. Instead, platforms like the billionaire Winklevoss twins' nifty gateway captured attention with curated, high-quality art. Last March, Christie's auctioned the NFT for digital artist Beeple's Every Days, the first 5,000 days, for $69 million, the third highest price ever paid for work by a living artist. As NFTs fetched eye-popping prices, more and more ordinary folks decided they too wanted to become creators, collectors, or speculators, and turned to OpenSea. With its anyone-can-be-an-artist ethos, built-in secondary market, and handy features. For instance, the site has an advanced filtering system, so users can find NFTs with the rarest and theoretically most valuable attributes. Only 46 bored apes have solid gold fur, and they command a hefty premium. When a new NFT is created and recorded on Ethereum, the site automatically spawns a web page displaying it. A nice feature as NFTs become a status symbol, with people sharing their open sea pages and changing their Twitter profile pictures to an NFT they own. It became this circular feedback loop, driven by envy and desire, and OpenSea really captured that market, observes Richard Chen, a partner at VC firm iConfirmation and an early OpenSea investor. Danny, 27, a former fashion designer living in Georgia, has turned a $17,000 investment in NFTs, like the world of women, into a portfolio worth $715,000. A.J., a 37-year-old former gaming company CEO from North Carolina, put less than $10,000 into NFTs and now values his digital assets at $1.3 million. He recently convinced his gastroenterologist brother to start buying NFTs. The brother, in turn, hooked his own buddies. They're pretty much doing colonoscopies and then checking their phones for new NFT drops, A.J. says. Sounds like a bubble, all right, raising the question of how open sea will fare when it bursts. Responds Finzer, we have a large amount of padding in case we need to weather a winter. And that concludes the article, Boys in the Bubble, by Jeff Coughlin. You can subscribe to this podcast so you can be notified whenever each new issue is uploaded. You can also tell us what you think of this podcast or any podcast on Airs LA by emailing us at info at AIRSLA.org. I'm Martin Grote, and I'll be back soon with another article from this issue of Forbes magazine. Thank you for listening.